Music from Professor Louie and the Chromatics, the Chicks Break Song, which uh, I was telling Professor Louie as he uh, came into the studio that on the way to Montreal had that on one of the mix tapes. Great, great song. And that's from the CD Jam from Professor Louie and the Chromatics. Today is a really honor for me as we have the talented Professor Louie and the Chromatics in the studio. going to play a little acoustic session and uh, spin some songs from uh, the really, really nice CD, Flying High, which is available. You can go to the website right now, woodstockrecords.com. And uh, I should introduce our guest for this afternoon slash evening, Professor Louie and the Chromatics. Thanks to come down. Well, thanks for having us here, Joe. Really Thank appreciate you. it. We've got Miss Marie here with us yeah. and Danny Sheehan, Mike Dunn, and Alan Marker from the label. And want to really thank you for playing the tunes. And it was great listening to them on the radio and the traffic yeah. jam here. Yeah, that's right. Coming in from <laughs> every everybody's in Woodstock now. I know yeah. Marie's from uh, Brooklyn originally, right? Originally, yes. Yeah. Now I'm up there. They're right near Woodstock. Right. Yeah, we're all so, living real, love it up real there. close. You love it up there? Yeah. yeah. It's terrific. So uh, the band... The band came here and they're, you know, very easy to work with, I could say, because uh, yeah. some bands come in and they're like, you know, takes a little while to set up. But Well, once you put the accordion into the mix, uh, it's all over anyway. <laughs> right. Joe, yeah. Louis said, Let, let's get going on it, right? That's it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're okay. We, you know, we do a lot of the live radio and we love doing this just like this one-on-one with people right, like yourself. Right. And it's great. So, so before we get kicking into the music, um, I guess we'll, we'll introduce the band. Great. And uh, Professor Lou, he's brought his accordion. Yep. And also plays keyboards on stage. Yes, sir. Yeah. What kind of accordion do you have? This is uh, a little Borsellini, which is uh, a nice nice little unit made in Italy. It's got an 88 bass, and it's got uh, five banks of reeds on the right side. You know, it's think about five harmonicas on one side, and mm-hmm. it's got uh, three on the left. So uh, it's a nice nice little package. Right. It's yeah, not it too big. very nice. Yeah, yeah it's a good-looking one. And if my mom's driving home, yes, Louie can play a polka, mean polka. Oh, we can play a little polka for her, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, Kelly, uh, she's ready for polka, or is it an Irish polka she's ready for? Uh, no, no, she's not the Irish side. Okay. So, yeah. Because there are Irish polkas. Right, right. There are. Okay. okay. I, I've done a polka show here with Phil in. That's great. Yeah. That's so. great. So on vocals, uh, Marie. Miss Marie. Miss Marie. Marie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Also, you play uh, keyboards as well, right? Yes, I play yeah. keyboards too, and percussion. I have all my some of my percussion with me right now too, rather than. And also uh, co-wrote a lot of the songs with the, with the rest of the band. Yes, as well, mm-hmm, definitely. And uh, Mike Dunn has. Oh, he's got his guitar, six-string guitar. Yeah, yeah. Mike yeah. Dunn. Usual play plays bass with the band. Play the old bass, yeah. Yeah. Not today. Not today. Yeah. Yeah. And our last man. That's D- Danny Sheehan. Danny, Danny Sheehan. helps us drive and has been with the Chromatics from the beginning and uh, was with the band with me uh, driving and working with me and Rick Danko quite a bit. So uh, Danny's on board playing guitar today, helping out. And Professor Louie and the Chromatics excel live on stage. Really great musicians. Well, so, thanks for coming uh, so to the show. we're going to have a real nice uh, afternoon here. Yes. Yeah. This is a great uh, location you got yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, the, win- nice. the windows of the world here. Yeah. It's terrific. It's great. And, it, and if they allowed me to turn it up a little bit and they didn't have things out there, we could play outside there. But yeah, yeah, that's okay. Well, they got a lot Maybe of activity. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got activity going on out there. Yeah. I like playing on the street. That's right, yeah. Well, <laughs> we have the speakers over there. Okay, so, yeah. so they're hearing so you all through the building, yeah. Yeah, I heard it a bit when I was walking yeah. through. Yeah, they I have it in, it in the, mm-hmm. the mess halls and stuff like that. So It's good. Yeah. 
Professor Louie and the Chromatics on the Upper Room with Joe Kelly concert series. And uh, I don't know, you, you want to get in tune or you're ready to go live? You want to play one song live and then we can play something off yeah, the CD? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, since we're here. Uh, these guys are plugging in and we'll see how they do. But uh, meanwhile, we're going to do something from uh, the Flying High CD tune called... Yeah, the title track. Don't wait. Don't wait. And uh, the CD, Flying High, from Professor Louie and the Chromatics. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Let, let me ask you guys sure. the, the secret or some of the secrets of uh, coming into a setting like this and just, you know, strip down sound like that and sounding that good. Is it sounding good to you? Sounding good, yeah. All right. Great. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, you've been doing it for a while, but, you know, any tips for the young cats out there? Well, I think I think the main thing is is not to get hung up on how it is on the records that you might make. You know, in other words, if you record and you go into a heavy production, which will play some of the, mm-hmm. you know, some of the pieces. If if the songs are really strong and the words are the way they're supposed to be, you know, where you can enjoy singing the words under any condition, uh, then you can play a song any way with any instrument, and it really doesn't matter that it sounds or doesn't sound like the CD or it doesn't sound like a sound with the electric band. Um, you know, from the old blues fellas, that was real, really um, the case. They would do things country-wise and, and uh, you know, in a blues backyard or back front porch setting. Uh, and then all of a sudden they'd rock it out in a club at night electrically. And uh, for a while, some of them were making folk records and then going down, you know, down to hometown and, plugging in electric and really rocking out so as long as the songs are strong uh, it doesn't matter what what you're playing as long as you enjoy playing them and the thing i also liked about the band is that uh the records go to a different city on each record i mean jam yes. is you know totally different than yes. this kind of feel that's right um getting together with everybody you have so many different great musicians and vocalists i mean the last time uh, you saw us i think we had a 11 piece band on the stage yeah that's right, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the bottom line yeah, the bottom now we're down line, to the yeah. and two acoustic guitars and percussion right, <laughs> right. but uh i mean it's jam as opposed to yes. flying high and, yeah. and what how does the band decide a different direction like that well in, in the case of the jam cd when we were with the breeze hill label the fellow who owned the label was was a creative uh had a creative spirit to him and and the over the edge cd which was the first release of song songs he wanted to come back um with something fairly quickly and i didn't want to try to make another record uh that sounded mm-hmm. like a continuation of the over the edge cd right. And since we play so many of the jam band festivals, and we're in that jam band circuit somewhat, you know, we do hit that. There is a great circuit out there of jam bands, or they call it jam bands, right. you know, yeah. and they do play great music. We felt it would be nice to put a record down and just go in there and play some jam kind of pieces that we, we do live. You know, like a lot of the pieces on the jam CD are just like break songs, mm-hmm. you know, which we might do before we take a break and play five or ten minutes so everybody can solo out. Right. So it was nice to go in there and just make a CD like that and then come back with our third CD now, Flying High, which is more of a song, you know, more songs. Right. And, and trust me for our listening audience, the band that, that night at the bottom line, you guys sounded great. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah. you know, you did a double double show there and you yes. had some guest musician, Tom Malone and 
Yes. Lou Marini. Lou Marini, yeah, Tom Malone, Lou Marini. Yeah. Tom Timko. Um, Larry Lynette on trumpet. Right. Yeah, and then Eric Anderson came. I don't know if you were there for the Eric Anderson. Uh, no, I didn't see that Shagme part. Shagme Eric uh, walked no. in. He played the oh, two okay. ways. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice. And, and you're coming back to the bottom line. I have your tour dates up here. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah we're going back. Yeah, Alan Pepper at the bottom line has been a big supporter of ours for the mm-hmm. last couple of years, and we, we seem to be going back there every two months, So that, which is nice. Well, a look ahead of time. You can uh, contact the bottom line uh, right now, I'm sure, but you're playing there January 4th, Fourth, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, just after the new year, the Zen Tricksters on the bill, and Kerry yeah. Kearney, another great guitarist. Absolutely. Good yeah. friends of ours. They're all oh, good okay. friends of ours. We've yeah. done shows with all those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, the Zen Tricksters are our part of that jam, jam mm-hmm. band world, and right. it's great to play shows with them because they bring another audience to the mix, and Kerry well, also. It, it seems that... The uh, the family Woodstock records and the Chromatics. It's just like a family. Everybody's working on each other's records. Yes. And, um, how about on this particular record? How about the songwriting? I know you have some cover versions done up Chromatic style, but uh, yes. How about the how does the songwriting work? Well, uh, on, on Flying High, there were a few different uh, ways. You, you know, a tune whatever it takes, which is the um, I think it might be the third song of the CD. Mm-hmm. That was started off when Rick Danko, who, you know, Rick Danko and I played a lot of duo shows together, and I was with the band for a lot of years, as him as my boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started working on that song with Rick writing it with me for his solo CD, and unfortunately passed away before we finished it. And Miss Marie picked it up with me and finished it up, and that song came to life like that, and then Tom Malone put a great horn section to it. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Laurel Massey from Manhattan Transfer did a little background sing and helped us out. Mm-hmm. And so the writing, you know, started that way. We finished it off, and it was just, you know, Rick had some pretty funny lines in there, waxing up my skis. Uh, and, <laughs> and I didn't want to change right. him. I don't know if he was going to change him, but I certainly didn't want to. And uh, so the song's got a yeah. good tongue-in-cheek uh, sense of humor to it. But I think it's a very good song right. that Rick started and Marie finished off. And the CDs are widely available. Uh, the best spot would be to go to the website. Well, right now? for us, you yeah. know, the website they are they should be. Uh, we do have distribution uh, and some different ways. Woodstock Records does have it, but uh, the most sure way is on the website. You know, WoodstockRecords dot com. Okay. Hopefully, you know, if you go into your favorite record store, uh, they will have them. And upcoming. I'm going to ask you this because yeah. you're playing Stephen Talkhouse in uh, in the Hamptons. I'm against it. Yeah. How do you get out there? What's the quickest way for you? <laughs> There's only uh, one way, and that's uh, one road. Well, you gotta right. ask Danny. He's he's the driver. Yeah, the Danny Sheehan. Yeah, there's just yeah. 25, right? Go until you can't go any further. Yeah, oh, right, yeah, right. Go until you can't. You don't go any. out on the ferry or no? No. Uh, uh, does the ferry run in the winter at, at this time of year? I think they do. Yeah, they yeah do. out of Bridgeport, I know they do. Oh, no, right yeah, yeah, yeah. From here, they well, do. we got yeah. the uh, RV bus. I guess it'll yeah, go on the right. ferry. Yeah, that's right. Usually, you can't miss Professor Louie and the Chromatics. They got the RV bus. Yeah. Pulling into town. So the way to do it is just go out all the way to the end of the island. Just keep driving. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a, it's a long night, but it's it's, a, it's nice. nice it's a good place to play. Yeah. You play your own music, and that's another show with the Zen Tricksters too. Going to oh, be okay. on that bill. They just added that to the bill. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that that's a night we play there once or twice a year. And uh, I talked to this guy a few weeks. Jeff Healy. Yeah, Jeff Healy up at his club. Yeah. Jeff Healy. We're going to play. Right. Yeah, well, we just in signed Toronto. A, signed a record deal up in Toronto for Flying High. And oh, it's okay. Gonna be re- yeah. I think it just got released this week up there. Oh really? And okay. so they're gonna have a EMI is gonna have a nice showcase for us at Jeff Healy's club, and Jeff's gonna play, and uh, that should be. I'm really looking forward to that up yeah, in Toronto. Yeah, um, my buddy saw him at the Montreal Jazz Festival, and 
It's supposed to be spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Right. I've seen him play on TV and right. his records. I've never played with him live in right. person, so, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be real nice. That's going to be great. And all this information is available uh, as you listen to the interview's performance today or whenever you're listening on the replay, uh, woodstockrecords.com, and you can also find out about the other uh, artists on Woodstock Records. Yeah, it's growing. Yeah. The label is Garth growing. Hudson. Garth Hudson's yeah. on the label, and Rick's record, and there's Levon Helm. Mm-hmm. And Chroma, we made a record with Levon years ago, Levon Helm and the Chromatics. Right. And uh, Larry Packer, who is the violinist of The Last Waltz, we just finished his CD, and Ernie Williams, who's a great blues artist up in Albany, he's on the label now, and it's growing yeah, pretty well. Yeah, the label's looking real nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and there's a lot of groups that I've produced over the years of CDs that are coming back and want to, mm-hmm. you know, join in. David Nelson Band. You know, oh yeah, you know, yeah, I know those a guys. Good friend yeah. of ours. So let's see. We are going to give people a taste of the studio rendition yeah, from uh, Professor Looney and the Chromatics. You want me to go with the tune that you're not going to do today? Well, let's we'll, we'll do, well, yeah, sure, whatever, you know, because they're all different. Uh, whatever it takes would be a great one to play since okay. we, we were just talking about it. Which uh, Rick Danko yep. started it up, and yes, uh, Miss Marie and Professor Louie and, and Mike Dunn and Gary Burke, we should mention. Gary yeah. Burke, who's always yeah. with us today, unfortunately, yeah. he couldn't make the ride. Okay. But uh, he's with us all the time, and Michael Falzerano right. and Mike D'Amico. Mike D'Amico, there's, D'Amico there's, yeah. there's a nice, uh, nice group of people that's playing with us all the time. So this is from Professor Louie and the Chromatics, Flying High, and it's called Whatever It Takes, We'll Come Back and Talk and hear the live music of Professor Louie and the Chromatics. All right, that is a great song off of Flying High from Professor Louie and the Chromatics, and it's called Whatever It Takes. And uh, right now you can go to woodstockrecords.com, and there's all sorts of information about this release as well as the uh, I like how they did the website, had the album covers up there. Yes, that people they're can, doing a really nice job yeah, on the website. Right. They really are. So so we have, uh, besides Professor Louie, he has his talented uh, musician friends and family here. And uh, let's see, we'll go around and, and talk to uh, each of the, the members of the band. Uh, we should reintroduce Miss Marie Spinoza. Hi, how you doing? Great. And, and you were mentioning... Uh, Originally from Brooklyn and now residing up in the Woodstock area. Yes, yeah. definitely. So, mm-hmm. so what what's it like up there as far, as far as living, and then how about musically? Well, living up there is wonderful. I mean, it's just a different type of environment, of course, than mm-hmm. from the city. But I I really like it a lot. It's then there are a lot of musicians up in the Woodstock Kingston area, mm-hmm. um, and we do a lot of work up there. A lot of studio work, and there's just uh, a lot of good music up in the hills there. So, so I'm kind of thinking the way, you know, the band's always interchanging different artists and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Kind of like a Parliament Funkadelic feel to, to some extent <laughs> up in Woodstock. I don't know exactly like that. But yeah, <laughs> almost. Yeah. Well, just, we've, we've been pretty lucky. We've had the same uh, same crew here for quite a long time. Right. But, but it yeah. can get that way if you're not careful. You know, right. Interchangeable pieces. Right. Yeah, when you're performing live, you have to uh, watch how many people you may invite to sit in because <laughs> oh, the yeah, whole yeah. town can come and sit in with you. There's so many musicians <laughs> right, right. in Woodstock. <laughs> how about when you're not recording on each other's projects or, or for the Chromatics? How, how about, is there a great live music scene for you during the week to, to go out and play? Well, you know, we travel a lot. Uh, you know, we go out to the, like, next uh, next month we're going out to the Midwest and playing eight or nine different shows in Cleveland, Detroit, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and uh, Chicago. Madison, Wisconsin, and then we'll go up through Canada. So there's 
There is a nice live scene up in uh, the Mid-Hudson Valley, but uh, we usually try to just play there like once a month. There's mm-hmm. a town crier in Pauling, or there's maybe a place in Woodstock. We did a nice outside show in Woodstock this year. But we try to keep the uh, local shows down to maybe once a month or once every two months. So, you know, we'll give everybody a shot at it. And uh, and then you'll be coming you know, into uh, we'll come late in spring, early summer for the Jam Band Festival. For the Jam Band Festivals yeah. and traveling around the country and right. going out to the you know, West Coast and things that, like that. That scene uh, has really exploded, I, I think, especially in this area, right? It, yeah. it has. I mean, mm-hmm. it's become a nice uh, live festival scene you know, for outside in spring and summer, for sure. Mm-hmm. And a lot, you know, This year we were fortunate enough to play some of the biggest ones. So we did the Poconos right. one with the Whalers. Oh, wow. And we did one with yeah. Bella Fleck. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that stuff just becomes great. And, and it's nice people coming out for that see those live shows it's, it's too bad I, on a selfish tip i'd love to see them back in bridgeport for the gathering of vibes but right i guess you know uh, they moved it over to us one right, year yeah. and now i don't know where it was last year because it red wasn't hook by, uh, red hook they had yeah red hook yeah but then i didn't see it there this year so yeah. i don't know where they moved it to they guess they keep moving around uh, right right festival of the movement <laughs> <laughs> but there are yeah that has turned out yet and there's a lot of city you know um Arts councils and city shows that uh, are great to do. There, there was one, wasn't there a huge festival down in Tennessee? Uh, um, it was like a jam band festival. I'm sure yeah, there is. Right. You know, I don't, unfortunately, we missed that one. We'll, right. have to catch well this up year, that one. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Contact uh, at WoodstockRecords.com about that one for the chromatic. But there are some nice, we yeah. have done some down south and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and out, out in the Midwest, there's a lot, real lot of, you know, the Grateful Dead right. out near Madison mm-hmm. has a big, really big one. I guess it's the other ones now, but so those so are great to play. It, it's good to be working and playing music. So that's it's the best that, thing yeah, for you. Right. Safest, safest place to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the things the band really excels at is playing live. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, it's just, you know, even acoustically, great. Um, you come in here and it's great performers, so... Uh, Okay. All the dates, go see Professor Louie and the Chromatics. They are uh, touring in support of their new CD, Flying High, which is on Woodstock Records. And another member of the band uh, we should introduce, who's been the backbone of the group and good friend with Louie for quite a while, Mike Dunn, who's usually playing live with the band, but uh, I'm live, bass. So <laughs> <laughs> we like them, yeah. live. Yeah. <laughs> they stay alive. Yeah. Usually live. Around but, here, that's a danger. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, today he brings the six-string acoustic guitar. And uh, how, how about changing up like that? Easy for you, right? Well, I had to practice all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to playing all the songs on the guitar, but right. I, I like, you know, strumming away. I'm mm-hmm. a six-string, the old six-string. So how about electric guitar? Proficient uh, electric guitar, not so much. Right. Uh-huh. No, I, I'm, I can't. I'm not really good with electronics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. like all that extraneous, um, you know, noise and stuff. Right. How, how about your your first uh, get together with Louis and, and working with the Chromatics? How did that oh, with evolve? With um that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it it had to be at least ten years ago. Um, I was in a really good band in. Um, Upstate New York called the Crows, mm-hmm. and um, we were we just happened to run into Louie and Marie. We were, look, we were at the moment we were looking for a keyboard player, and um, that's when I met Louie. I met Louie I think on a wedding gig. Yeah, we did the nice outside wedding show for some crazy people right. getting married <laughs> out in a field. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but the that's stage. when I met Louie and Marie. Marie came along <laughs> and did some singing, and that was it. We've been together ever since. Yeah, yeah, and the band's uh, catalog, 
really, really nice music and Thank uh, you, flying high. You know, so so diverse the styles. That's what I like. That's kind right. of like my show, so it fits in perfectly. That's, that's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. How we sh- I can't see There's him. Danny's but, over there. But uh, he's, he's been playing Danny. guitar, and uh, his name is Danny Sheehan. So How great to you? have you here, Danny. Um, good to be here. How, how about getting together with the Chromatics? I know you've been uh, integral member with the group and friends with them well, for quite a while. Actually, not so much as a musician, but I met. Louie, uh, when I was driving the bus for the band, and he was running the sound systems and stuff on the big tours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we were in the big when time. The, when the <laughs> right. When the got the RV, they needed a driver, right. a handy guy, and uh, I turned out to be that guy. And then over the course of time, Louie's let me play on some gigs, and I've actually snuck in on the last album. That's right. And, uh, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, I'm having fun. And it's, good. it's always good to play. And, and there wouldn't be a show without Danny Sheen. Couldn't be right? a show without yeah, Danny. Yeah. No, there really so, we had to yeah. f- cancel There's a few. A right. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> i got to pick up some slack here. <laughs> so I, I want to also thank Alan Packer. Alan Marker. Alan Marker, Alan I'm Mark. sorry. Yeah. Alan Marker. Alan's running Woodstock Records. They're right. helping run Woodstock Records. And uh, the label is really starting to do well because of it. So h- how about... I'll, I'll ask Alan a few questions yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, get him in there. With the <laughs> with the label Woodstock, I mean, it seems like uh, just a family-oriented uh, atmosphere. What's what's been working for you guys getting the word out uh, about the records? Well, <clears throat> essentially, it's been uh, the touring. Uh, it's been uh, coming to radio stations like this, mm-hmm. um, some television programs, uh, and it's. Uh, a little bit in the on the distribution side of getting the records into the stores and uh, letting people know, and of course the big thing is still our website. Mm-hmm. You know, people find out where we're playing, um, they find out what records are available, what's new, and uh, what's up and coming. And uh, and more and more people just keep on coming board, and uh, they see uh, the new artists they're signing to the label, and uh, they know. Um, things are just building, so mm-hmm. a lot of people are just joining the caravan. So, it. so it's Woodstock Records and uh, other artists. You can pick up their CDs. Garth Hudson has a new one out. Yes, he That's does. another great Let's one. See the North, yeah. And uh, you Thank mentioned you. some of the oh, I got Larry Packers. Larry Packers CD. Uh, yeah, great violinist. Yes, yeah. he is. Yes, and uh, also co-produced by Aaron Hurwitz. Right. Who uh, I think I know that guy. Yeah. So, uh, alias, yeah, <laughs> that's the business, the business, uh, and uh, of course uh, the talented musicians uh, from Woodstock Records all over that one. And let's see, want to get into another live rendition? Yeah, let's uh, do. A, we'll do a rendition of a uh, an electric tune that starts off the uh, Flying High CD. It's a tune called uh, "The Bullfrog," and it's about um, you know we wrote the lyrics off of some traditional and untraditional things, uh, and it's mostly about the underdog uh, trying to fight off the attackers and uh, <laughs> give a little pitch here. Here we go. You ready there? Okay, to make it official, you're in tune to WVOF 88.5 in Fairfield, Connecticut, and it's been a really great show thus far. Professor Louie and the Chromatics, and uh, you're hearing live real music by real musicians, and uh, 
Thanks for coming down well, to thanks the, for the entire us. band. Thanks yeah. for playing the CDs, Joe. Really appreciate it very much, Joe. Mm-hmm. So, so last time I saw you guys, and it was a really nice performance at the Bottom Line yes. in Greenwich Village in the NYU area there. Mm-hmm. Um, really standout ensemble of musicians. You had people working with you that don't necessarily go on tour with you all the time. No. But what, what's no. it like preparing to get... Uh, there Everybody is, on there and making it sound so great. Well, there is a lot of because because uh, there is a horn, uh, horn section, but luckily the rhythm section is on tour all the time. The same guys, Gary Burke and Mike Dunn and Marie and uh, Michael Falzerano, who's with us quite a bit. Um, Dave Malakowski, who was also with us quite a bit. And so what the thing is, is the difference with the adding the horns is that the arrangements have to be tighter and we have to re- rehearse uh, quite a bit just to make sure that the arrangements. Uh, don't stray because the right. horn section everything is written down and that uh, the biggest trick and it's the first rule of learning music is the count okay that is really the first the first uh, and foremost most important part so so do you have it, moments on stage when you look look to the guest performance and you know <laughs> this just is not working out well, right on well this luckily moment, for us uh tom bones malone who does all the horn arrangements and we had lou marini you know the fellows from the blues brothers and saturday night live they they are they usually don't get lost or yeah. don't make mistakes and mm-hmm. so uh yeah, that's us who are looking at each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're terrific because we're used to uh keeping it loose and being a small ensemble you, right we can mm-hmm. really take it in different places and mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't uh, affect it. none of us get shaken up by it but if we stray from them a little bit, since they're reading, um, it can get to be a train wreck. But but it was nice to watch a, as a fan out in the audience to see the horn section work, and they were yes. kind of vibing off each other. Absolutely. And uh-huh. pointing out tips where to jump in. Well, that's and the where, thing where that separates yeah. uh, musicians from just readers and musicians that are actually playing music off the paper. Mm-hmm. So even though they're reading, they, they know how to translate that into playing, making it sound like real music and not just reading notes. So those guys have a definite vibe, and we have played with them quite a bit. And Tom Bones Malone and myself have been working together for about 17, 18 years because mm-hmm. he also did, when I was producing the band records and some other records, he, he, I usually ask him to do the horn arrangements and come in with the horn section. And uh, the double bill, Bobby Whitlock coming out. That was great. I hadn't played there in a long, long time, I guess. I don't think yeah. so because right. he lives down south near Muscle Shoals, mm-hmm. and uh, we hadn't seen him in a long time. I think maybe since I had recorded the uh, New Orleans Jazz Festival years ago with mm-hmm. the band. So uh, Professor Louie and the Chromatics are playing live, and uh, let me give you a, a recap of the upcoming dates because uh, if you're just tuning in and missed uh, the early portion of the show, the uh, this will be re-aired on another outlet. You can send me an email at eastwestdj at aol.com. It will be a three-day, three-night re-airing. And uh, so some of these dates... Uh, we'll give you the first one coming up November 16th, Stephen Talkhouse, Amagansett, New York. That's in the, in the Hamptons out yes. there. I remember driving two, $2 a, a gallon for gas at the time when I went to see out there. <laughs> Dave, have you but, been out there? Uh, I went out there one, one time, yeah. It's, good it's a nice low ceilings, but it's, it's a good it's club nice. for your yeah. music, yeah. Right. And uh, then you're going up to Jeff Healy's club in Toronto, Canada. Yes. And uh, how, how about going up there? You guys travel a lot together. Yes. Uh, what's usually playing in the RV? Uh, um, we play a lot of different kinds of. We do a lot of rehearsing in the RV and, and oh, okay. <clears throat> learn a lot of tune, a lot of uh, tunes that we never play, perform out. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a fun thing to do, uh, just to learn songs just for the sake of learning them, 
and work on harmonies, but you don't necessarily perform them to an audience. So it's sort of like, uh, you know, keeping your chops up and uh, keeping your harmonies together. So we do a lot of that. And if we're working on a CD or we've recorded a CD with somebody else, we'll always listen to that just to see how that's progressing. Right, right. And other than that, I scan the radio uh, with Danny up front looking for people from outer space. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love doing it. I've done that for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. There are people out there that will... Uh, to think that uh, somebody from outer space is going to come down and teach them how to line dance or they're coming from outer space to learn how to swing dance. Right, right. (laughs) That, you know, that's really fun to find. Right. And we're listening for stations like yours, you know, that are playing all kinds of things that we Mm -hmm. don't usually hear. And they are, and station like yours and, uh, and shows like yourself have been what's keep, kept us alive out on the road for the last seven or eight years. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's likewise, you know, yeah. giving us a quality music. That's really song. great, because yeah. really it's a, a tough battle. Right. Oh, yeah. Very, Definitely. very difficult yeah. to fight this computerized radio uh, world and uh, people telling right. people what they have I, to I think play. I listened to a station going up. The music was good, but they didn't announce one of the songs. It was right. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, that's just like, something. Just, I don't know. I couldn't see doing that. You well, there's to, no DJ there. There's just the tape one. Yeah, or know. just superfluous stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've seen it. But uh, there, there are thankful for all of you guys. There are stations, you know, like this station out there that uh, support it. And, and you guys, you've also played uh, PKN. Uh, PKN played down are, there. are very Great big supporters of you guys. Yes, yeah, they really help us Did, a lot. Were you on Channel Twelve? The TV show? Yes, we have. Okay, been. I missed that, but I knew you guys had played. Yeah, we've done that a couple locally, of years. Yeah. And they're great people. Yeah. They always help us promote the local shows that we do. Mm-hmm. We don't play too often in this area, but right. when we do, they really, you know, help us promote the shows and right. get us out there. And you had people going up at the Acoustic Cafe that, that night. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Just down right. the road there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice place to play. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to keep it down a little bit. And, yeah. And keep it I think, I think they did it. expand. Uh, oh, yeah? Expand it a little bit. I haven't yeah. been out there yeah. in a while. Maybe we yeah. should check it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I lo- we like coming in and playing acoustically right. anyway. It's how how far years. is it, bar- barring bad traffic, to, to travel down here from Woodstock? What do you think, about two and a half hours? Just a little oh, over just two over hours. Two? Which yeah. isn't, but today we got all hung up. We left at one thirty, and right. uh, there was just that 95. You got a lot of people. And, and it was yeah. a big tractor trailer fell over, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. There's a lot of people on the roads these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to give a little more time, I guess, but I thought we had. And right. Well, we did okay. That's all right. You're here we did okay. playing great music. And, yeah. Well, let's see. I wanted to get uh, into another track off yes, Flying High. thank you. And uh, let's see. How about Miss Marie? Great. How was that uh, collaborating, working together to get this one? Well, yeah. I'll tell you, this one uh, went back a few years. I, I was uh, asked to uh, produce an artist once who, um, actually, I'll tell you who it was. It was Jay Black of the Americans. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember Jay Black. Right, yeah. But uh, he had a manager once call me to uh, produce a record with him, and, and he wanted us, Jay called me up and said, write me a song that, uh, a Roy Orbison type of song, so I can show him, because he's got a great vocal, Jay, mm-hmm. one of the greatest singers, actually, rock and roll singers, that goes from low to high, and Marie and myself wrote a tune for Jay Black, similar to this Miss Marie, and then when we were working on Flying High, we wanted to re- sort of create it, and uh, Marie came in and helped helped out, and we wrote the melody from low to a high, and recorded it and uh, the distribution company heard it and really loved the tune and wanted us to put it on the CD. So this is available from the new CD from Professor Louie and the Chromatics Flying High on woodstockrecords.com and uh, I'll give the email address out as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. Uh, W-O-O-D-S-T-K-R-D-S at AOL.com if you want some more information about the band or ordering information but uh, go to the website 
and uh, go out to some of the shows because uh, nice. they'll have the CDs at the shows, and um, you definitely won't be disappointed. So we'll get into Miss Marie from Flying High, and we'll come back and talk with Louie and the Chromatics right here on WVOF and the Upper Room. Great song off Flying High from Professor Louie and the Chromatics. You're in tune to 88.5 WVOF in Fairfield, Connecticut, and we're here at Fairfield University. So you like the... Uh, the new studios? I think the studio's beautiful, yeah. man. Yeah. Very, mm-hmm. very great. It sounds great, too, the way you have the speaker set up there. And, yeah. Uh, you know, with the glass here, this is, this is great. And uh, next time, we'll try to work some things out you could play outside there. That would be nice, yeah. 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 <laughs> Get some audience I was out a little disappointed myself that we couldn't do it longer than, than, you know, we tried, but, you know. Well, maybe on the right day where the students aren't so busy out yeah. there. Yeah, summertime. Yeah, summertime. yeah. 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 those yeah. nice uh, couches out there would be the, uh, like the living yeah, room right. session yeah. here. <laughs> Although there's a lot of crowd building up yeah. out here. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's nice. And they have you pump it through the system through the building here. So it's this terrific. is the main area. I think I think this is working out really great for you, Joe. It's great. And uh, the Chromatics will be touring and are touring. How, how did the, the past few shows go? You played uh, Paul in New York? Yeah, the Town Crier was jammed. It was a really nice show. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Very good. We, we, we played a lot from... Um, April, I think, till um, till just this past week, and now there's been like a little two week um, lull, and then it really picks up because between, between going to Canada and then going into Ithaca and Cornell, right, and then going back out to the, playing a local show by us in uh, near Woodstock and Stone Ridge mm-hmm. at the Arts Council, and then we go back out on the road for about ten days. Mm-hmm. How about uh, when you have those little breaks in in between? What what, what do musicians do? <laughs> well, I, I can't speak for everybody. Right. Uh, for myself, um, we've been working on some live recordings that we recorded, you know, mm-hmm. from, from all these shows and trying to put some together because uh, we were thinking it might be nice to have a live CD. Okay. Uh, an ambient kind of sounding CD, not off the board, so it doesn't sound like it could be doctored up, but mm-hmm. actually the way it would sound from the back of a room. I've been working on that mostly to sell on the shows and let, you know, the people that come to see us really walk away with exactly what they heard right right and uh fortunately i've had you know i've producing and playing on other people's records i just played on a record for lava records which is atlantic records and mm-hmm. you know i was just with grant parker last night because i worked on his last record and so luckily yeah. i've been fortunate so, so you're not sitting home watching tv too often not a bad idea <laughs> right right uh, miss marie's always writing and we've been right. working a little bit on getting her to have a uh, best of cd because she's got a lot of nice songs on these cds and we should record mm-hmm. a few more and put them all together and mike dunn and i have been working a lot uh, trying to fix up the live tapes a little bit and going all just listening a lot and so so what's the studios like up up in Woodstock? How how do you, how do you arrange things like that? Well, fortunately for uh us we have our own studio, mm-hmm. which we have a nice building and a farm area, you know, about on on a 100 acre farm up there. And uh so we have access to it most of the time day and night unless somebody's rented it out on us. Right. But uh so studio, right. Woodstock is the I think the third or fourth largest recording area of the United States. There's you see that major on a lot studios, of records, yes, yeah. the Bearsville and Dreamland and uh, the Clubhouse and Nevesa, Applehead, uh, LRS, which is our studio, or NRS, which is was our studio. And um, there's there's a tremendous amount of people coming in. There's a one called O'Lear that uh, David Bowie just recorded his latest record in. So it's a you know there's a tremendous amount of studios up there. Unfortunately, the big studios are starting to have problems because of so much home gear and. Pro Tools and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all this computerized right. way of doing things, which we've been on top of, luckily for us. Mm-hmm. But some of the bigger studios are having a little bit of a problem with that. 
We've got Pro Tools in the production studio. See, everybody's got you. Pro yeah. Tools. <laughs> they could take out any mistake. Yeah, you could take out anything <laughs> right. that you want. Actually, right. we're starting to upgrade to where that's all we're recording on, and it's just mm-hmm. going that route. So, right. How, how about for to get you? You mentioned to have uh, a live set, which sounds like it was that night. Yes. What, what does that take? Well, to, what to we've get been, it just right. What we've been doing, and Danny's been engineering it. Um, we've been just hanging two mics up in the back room, back of mm-hmm. rooms, and just recording every night. And we record most of every show we do, mm-hmm. and uh, just try to take the best performances. Okay. From them, you know, more than thinking about the sound qualities. And Danny's been really getting some pretty good live sounding tapes back there and they're they're ambient you know like if you were sitting in the back of a room how a group would sound yeah and uh it's interesting but the uh playing is so we just pick ones where we think the playing is the strongest and the best performances and that's what we'll put together on the cd off this uh the new record flying high yes uh to perform live what what song would be the toughest one to get it get it just right well, for me, the toughest for me was Miss Marie, mm-hmm. singing-wise, because the range starts so low and goes so high, and, you know, it takes a little bit of concentration to get it right and stay in pitch and not blow your voice out for the next mm-hmm. song. So for for that one, for this CD, that is the hardest one for me to get right. I don't know, maybe Mikey Dunn on Jackie might, with the bass line on Jackie, because the bass is, you know, pretty intricate and syncopated. Uh, so, how about for Marie? I, I, mine is um, between midnight and two. I'm right. doing okay. a very high vocal right. that is like echoing Louis' vocal at the same time through the whole song. Mm-hmm. But it's a very high spot in my voice, which, and a lot of times I'm doing like heavier blues and R&B type of song. And to jump into that area of the throat and try to get it right in pitch and right, right. on sometimes can be hard. And it also depends upon when you're playing live how you're hearing yourself on the stage how the monitor system is set up. Sometimes it's great, and sometimes it can be a little light. You know, it depends upon the room sound. So, you know, sometimes pitch-wise, it's a little it's a little rough. You know, you have to try to really work at it, and uh, that's what's good about listening to the live tapes back. You hear how you're doing, and you can correct things that you feel can you, or make yourself better on mm-hmm. certain areas and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, Between Midnight and Two has the same vocal sound. We had one on the Over the Edge CD, uh, No Division, Heart and Soul. Has the same octave singing, which is uh, difficult to do live mm-hmm. to get it right in pitch. And, and you came in no sound check today, so well, <laughs> I gotta thank you for that. <laughs> and you pulled it off really nice. That's my yeah. favorite part: no sound check. <laughs> right, right. The monitors working great. The monitors working yeah, right, great. Right, that's it. No monitors, <laughs> no electronics. Right. Back porch. You ever the Muddy Waters? Uh, not to compare it, just the Muddy Waters Plantation records or any of that. You know, it's just great. Sound, they're just going and play. And what? How about uh, switching from accordion to to the keys yourself? I know Garth played a lot of keys on it as well. Yes, Garth. Garth record. really yeah. helped us out a lot on the Flying High CD. Mm-hmm. He came down to just about every session we did and changed some notes and arrangements for us. And he, one, uh, there was actually uh, I think one or two songs on there we did in Nashville, and Garth flew down from uh, Woodstock to help us out in Nashville when we got together with John Anderson, the singer. How did you decide to work down there? Well, we were on tour throughout mm-hmm. the South, and we were doing some radio shows, and we had a uh, PR company that was, you know, a publicity company that was helping us out uh, with the tour, and they wanted us to go into, well, it was actually, we wanted to go into a Nashville studio. It's always been a dream of mine to go to every city and go into one of the biggest right. studios or the one of the best-known studios in every city. And, of course, Nashville is great for recording, and we went into Emerald Sound, which is a... Uh, very well-known studio there, and 
the publicity company hooked up John Anderson to come in with us because he's a big band fan, and he wanted to work with us. And uh, Garth flew down for the occasion, and we got Nashville Blues out of it. I think that's the one that yeah, ended up right on here. this CD, yeah. Uh, you guys ready to go with another live song? Sure. Yeah. Well, what do you got going now? <laughs> well, maybe we should do Nashville Blues. Okay. You know? Uh, yeah, I'll get the mics all set for you guys. I just got to remember how it starts mm-hmm. off, because see, on live, Marie plays the piano, and um, oh yeah, she oh, kicks it off live. I can do it. Oh, Mikey Dunn's going to start it off live. Nice. All right. Professor Louie and the Chromatics live, and uh, that was another song off of Flying High, the Nashville Blues. And uh, we're going to take a short break right here on WVOF. Don't forget, coming up in a lot, little while, the Triple Threat Blues Band from Fairfield, Connecticut. They're getting uh, all situated in the studios. And uh, Professor Louie and the Chromatics will be back in just a few moments. Okay, we're back. And uh, 20 minutes before 6 o'clock, we're with you until 8 tonight. Uh, in about 40 minutes or so, the Triple Threat Blues Band. And uh, right now, I welcome back to the Upper Room with Joe Kelly, Professor Louie and the Chromatics. And, uh, Thanks for having us, Joe. For our, our drive time people out there, we have uh, Professor Louie on accordion and lead vocals. And uh, Miss Marie Spinoza on vocals as well and percussion. How about the percussion instruments? I have a, a lot. A of lot of different. Well, yes. How, how do you go about choosing and, and testing out things like that? Um, I've I've been playing percussion for a long time. You know the general like you know the tambourines and the maracas that type of thing. But nowadays there's a lot of different. When you go into the music stores, they have a lot of different percussive, especially from other countries, from third world countries. You have mm-hmm. like this. This is a little band of. Uh, it's a shake band. It's actually, I think it's made of like little ca- nut casings, yeah, like nuts. <laughs> yeah, you got nuts going. Right. And, and some of the little shakers and tambourines and stuff um, and different type of shakers are all from different countries. And it's very interesting. And then they have fun stuff too, like this little uh, Rhythm Tech cans. It's just a can. It looks like a soda can. Oh, okay. And they there have, you go. Yeah, they're all different types. Of, and they're, they're a lot of fun to play. My favorite one, though, it was made by a musician in New York City. Um, uh, Louie and I were walking on and one, on the street corner. We saw a gentleman there. He made this, and I, I should have bought about 20 of them. I never saw it again, and we bought it for a dollar. And I call it my clacker. There you go. And it's uh, <laughs> just some plastic pieces put together in a certain way that you can really do a lot of good uh, rhythms with it. And um, I've never seen the man or the clacker again, and so this is one of my prized possessions, <laughs> actually. I'm going to hold on to right. this one. A lot of fun. Uh, how about playing percussion and, and singing at the same time? That can be hard sometimes, mm-hmm. depending right. upon what you do. Um, the, the, the hardest one for me right now is in one of our tunes. It's on the Flying High CD, uh, Jackie. Mm-hmm. I, I play I, the. Uh, it's a gourd, but it's like, shaped like a fish, and I you know keep the rhythm going through the song. But the rhythm is moving in a certain way, and my voice is moving sometimes in other areas of rhythm. So you really have to sort of practice, and you know fo- it's a lot of focusing to stay, make sure you're doing it correctly you know mm-hmm. to do two things at one time yeah but you're doing it great and uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> um you can hear miss marie uh on the cd flying high professor louis and the chromatics and uh our listeners right now while they're listening to us they can go to the website which is home of woodstock records and uh there's all sorts of great things on there as far as the bio and and the catalog and yes. message board and <clears throat> Um, get in contact with the people at Woodstock Records. Yes. Um, also, Mikey Dunn is here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And uh, playing guitar today. Usually 
playing the bass. And yeah. how, how about as a, as a bass player? Um, what do you usually bring on stage? What what kind of uh, basses do you work with? Um, well, I right now I have uh, just one uh, electric bass. I used to have about twenty, but it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's I've yeah I've distilled it down to just one because I think you just have one instrument that you're mm-hmm. really proficient at. Right. So that's my music man, my beloved five string. That's great. That's a really great instrument. And uh, also at the studio, we have a, a Lakeland, which um, someone gave to Rick Danko. Um, and that one's a really nice instrument, yeah, that's too. Yeah, a nice bass. And at, in the studio, we have an upright, like an old um, K or something with plywood, made out of plywood. And we have the electric acoustic uh, Tacoma yeah. bass, which is pretty cool. It's like you know, shaped like an acoustic guitar. That's a cool instrument. So that's about it for my basses. Uh, how about the acoustic guitar? This acoustic guitar, yeah. it used to be um, Rick Danko's personal oh, okay. guitar. Mm-hmm. So that's always at the studio. Yeah, since he played it like a bass. Ricky Rick, had a style of playing like a bass, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Which did, I, especially on the duo gigs we used to do, he would play a lot of the bass lines and, mm-hmm. and the acoustic, you know, the chords on top. Yeah, he had it really work that well. <laughs> so he got it... Uh, you know, he got it sort of tuned in that way, and he did tune it down so it was even a little lower. So the guitar is used to being on the bass side, a little heavier. Side, yeah. yeah. It's a great guitar, actually. How, how about Danny Sheehan, who is also playing guitar today and also is the uh, RV driver right. slash tour manager um, slash friend? Well, I've had uh, quite a few instruments in my time, but uh, the fellow that had the record company... Before Louis took it over, uh-huh. <laughs> went wild and bought me this guitar that yeah, I Dan, today. Uh-huh. Danny got a signing bonus. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they signed him up. And got right, right. Those yeah. were the good old days. That was the good old days, yeah. That was. But, uh, having a record a company. Guitar, it's a Larrabee acoustic electric guitar, mm-hmm. and I have nothing but good things to say about it. It's a great instrument, and uh, right now it's the one that I play. Mm-hmm. So, so you guys uh, must have some great jam sessions. Just, just we sitting do. around, and, you know. We do have some fun. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we do have some fun. There's no doubt about it. And uh, Louis will be touring with the Chromatics, and I'll just give you some uh, repeat dates that we've been mentioning. Maybe we'll go deeper into the schedule because uh, it's always nice to get tickets in advance at the Stephen Talk House that is uh, Amagansett, New York, Eastern Long Island along with the Zen Tricksters, and uh, the phone number is 631-267-3117, November 16th. Then they're going up to Canada. Um, Jeff Healy's got a club up there, and that's on November 22nd. Then you'll be over at Trumansburg, New York, yep, at no. the Rungavian Embassy, <laughs> Saturday, November 23rd. That's, the, that's, that's near Ithaca, in case yeah. anybody's wondering. Yeah, okay. it's, right yeah, it's right near Cornell there, yes. okay. the Rungovian Embassy, yeah. yeah. Then the 30th of November at the Stone Ridge Center for the Arts in New York. And yes. then uh, you're heading out a little more west, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. yep. um, December 4th, and then Canton, Michigan uh, on the 5th. And then uh, you're all set, oh, playing Saratoga on, on New Year's New Eve. New Year's Eve, yeah, yeah, the first yeah. night in Saratoga. First night, oh, wow. Great. Yeah. So, wow, that, that's going to be a long, long night, but really nice night. Those are nice nights, yeah. Yeah. And, and you've got uh, Ernie Williams, Ernie another Williams label on mate the, on there. Yeah, yeah. another label mate. <clears throat> now we're back at the bottom line on the 4th of January. And that also has the Zen Tricksters and the yeah. Carrie Curry. Yeah. Cur- 
Kerry Kearney band. Kerry Kearney, who's great. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, he that's plays a great on Long Island a lot, right? Yeah, he's yeah. from out there. Okay. He does great. What, what's it like going to uh, play at a, a new venue while you're touring and stepping in there? And you know, that's actually what makes the band uh, the best because, um, you know, you're not in front of a lot. Of, well, luckily for us, we do have uh, people know the CDs and listen to the music, and so we will have some people there at most shows who know something about us. But it also keeps you on your toes and playing the best that you can play mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, it's not easy not having friends in the audience. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, everybody starts becoming friends in the end, which is the best part of being uh, the house band around the country for a lot of clubs and a lot of places where we go. Because mm-hmm. uh, we really like to, you know, seeing people and saying hello to them. But uh, <clears throat> it does make the band stronger playing places that uh, you've never played before. Because the sound is foreign, the audience is a little foreign to you, and it uh, makes you work a little bit harder. Uh, are there some rooms that you'd love to, to play uh, on this upcoming tour? I know you'll be touring well into next year as well. But yeah. Well, there's some rooms we know the sound systems are kept up. There's a room mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh that we play, the Club Cafe, that has an excellent sound system. And the room is tuned really well, mm-hmm. so that the sounds come off the stage, you know, really in tune. So there's places like that that we know. The Canton show is is interesting. It's the oldest uh, country bar, I think, left in America. And the same family's owned it for uh, 62 or 72 years or something. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's a real roadhouse And yeah, and you show. bring some special songs in there? We'll bring so, yeah, yeah, we'll do some right. old Leuven Brothers and Delmore uh-huh. Brothers. You know, uh, right. they, I don't think they have the barbed wire fence anymore. But oh, no. <laughs> at one point uh, from uh, Chicago to Detroit, before the main highways were built, it was... Um, I think it was Michigan Avenue, if I'm not mistaken. That was the main, main. Is that where the Canton Club is on Michigan Avenue? You got it in front. Uh, of you. I got it right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That was the main route for the musicians, and there were all roadhouses and hotels all from Chicago to Detroit there, and it's one of the oldest and most famous roads in America for musicians. You know, opposed to well, Highway 61 is another right. one. You know, it goes up from New Orleans into Chicago, and then you'll be heading uh, into Chicago. Nice yes. blues town, great still town going to play strong. In. Yeah, great town to play in. When would you hit the record stores on on the road and try as to pick up some stuff? As much as we can, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Try to pick up the records and see if our records are in there, and then we can mm-hmm. yell at everybody right, when they're right. not. You know, it's <laughs> one of my favorite pastimes. Just saying, you know, we're doing our job, and you're not doing yours. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Sometimes we play in the stores. We do some in stores. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's oh, yeah. Fun. Sometimes they're yeah. fun. Right. Yeah. That can work out. Yeah, that, that's always great to go in there and. Have them buy the CD. Make sure they buy the CD. Yeah, and uh, bring some extra money to the shows. Yes, and, uh, the CD pays for the gas. Yeah, no, that's right. Actually, that's turned out to right. be a big way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it used to be that was not the way you used to do things, and uh, people would frown upon it a little bit. But now it seems that it's family still lives there. Uh, my mm-hmm. mom and my sisters. And when I have the time, I I travel down. I'm looking forward to going down there for the holidays uh, for a couple of days. All right. So this is uh, Professor Louie and the Chromatics in the studio. Miss Marie, Mike Dunn, Danny Sheehan, and Mr. Alan Marker and WoodstockRecords.com. We'll come back and talk more with the band and hear them play live right here on WVOF in Fairfield. You're in tune to WVOF. This is The Upper Room with Joe Kelly, and uh, we're here Mondays 4 to 8 p.m., Coming up a little later in the program, the Triple Threat Blues Band, and they're setting up in the, the back studio. It's going to play a live electric uh, set, and they're from Fairfield, Connecticut. And Professor Louie and the Chromatics have been here for about 4.30 this afternoon and playing live and hearing a lot of great selections off their new CD, 
flying high. And uh, the members of the band who are in here today, Danny Sheehan on acoustic guitar, and also Mike Dunn on acoustic guitar, usually plays bass with the band. Professor Louie on accordion and vocals. Also, Mike's been uh, singing as well. And uh, Miss Marie is here, percussion and vocals as well. And we can't forget Alan Marker, who's a important member of yes, the Woodstock is. family and, and uh, publicity and, and getting the word out for the group. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's nice to have uh, people working together. It's Everybody, impossible yeah. to do without it, Joe. I mean, uh, you're part of it, too. I right. Mean, you know, you really are. Uh, over the last couple of years, you're playing all the songs and us talking on the phone and right. coming to the shows that you come to. Uh, you know, it all end, it adds up we're, to keep us going. How, how about the uh, the fan base that you see at your shows? I mean, you see, at least the shows I've seen, you've seen the young cats, and then you see people have been around yes. for a while. And, yes. Um, have you seen your audience changing? For the uh, well, or? luckily for us, I think we've been seeing it grow, which mm -hmm. is which is great because you know when you first start out doing your thing, you get your friends and your family down, you know, right. the shows, <laughs> and it looks like <laughs> something's right. happening. But uh, as you keep growing with it, you know, they can't keep coming down, of course. And uh, you need people that really truly believe in the music and have a good time when they see it, and they want you to do really well, you know, which is mm -hmm. great about the fans that come and see us. They really do want us to do well, and we want to do well by them, and. Uh, so in that sense, it's really growing where people will come and they'll know the original music off the CDs, which is great when you play something and they'll applaud right when you start the intro. Right, right. You know, you, you got to yeah. really mess up. To, <laughs> get a, you, gotta, you really got to mess up then, you know, um, for them not to go for it. And uh, that that's so been great. And we've been seeing it expanding across the country and, uh, you know, with shows like this and performing a lot. You got to be out to the people. Yeah. And, and, you, and you guys do a lot of different kinds of shows. And, yes, we do. Um, all different members. How about, you know, some of the other members who aren't here today? Yes. I know Gary Burke, uh, yeah. drummer. Gary has been the steady drummer with us for, for many years and uh, will continue to be, which is great. The guitar chair has uh, changed around a few times because Mike D'Amico, who was the original, one of the original chromatics, unfortunately uh, got a little ill there for a while and, and, and the road took a little toll on right. him. And, he he uh, was at the bottom line in the audience, though, right? Uh, no, no, unfortunately, no, he couldn't there? make no. that one. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a little bit too long a day for him still, oh, okay. but he's coming on. He's going to Canada with us, and uh, he did play the Playhouse in Woodstock with us, and uh, he is playing some shows with us. It's just uh, he he has to be careful, and we don't want to hurt him either. He's such mm -hmm. a talented guy. So right. Closer to home, he'll play all those shows. and So he has, but in, in the meantime, Michael Falzerano from Hot Tuna, who's been a very good friend of mine for years, uh, came on board, and he's a real road-savvy guy, and he plays a lot with us. He lives in New York, so he's a little farther away. Mm -hmm. But he's been playing 90% of the shows with us on guitar. And the fellow you saw, Dave Malakowski. From Sawyer Brown? From Savoy Brown. Savoy Brown, yeah. yeah. Who lives right. by us. He, he fills in once in a while, too. And Danny, you know, when we do the radio mm -hmm. shows, comes and plays. And some of the acoustic shows, Danny will play with us. So it's it's filled in fine. There's John Platania also from the Van Morrison Band, who's a good friend of mine, who... It's actually the guitar player on Bullfrog and on Between Midnight and Two on this CD. So what we did was, instead of just replacing, you know, Mike D'Amico when he got a little ill, instead of doing something like that, we just pulled from people that have been, you know, family with us to just help us out, and it's worked out great. You know, and, and Mike got, always has his seat right. here. Oh, okay, you know, that's D'Amico right. always has his seat right. here. You know, so whenever he wants to, whenever, says I'm ready to go can. On, yeah, whenever he to get can. on the RV or yes. uh, make it there to the show. Yeah, yeah. when it's not going to be too damaging to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, let me ask you about uh, 
the accordion. Yeah. Growing up, uh, where where'd you learn how to play it? Well, actually, I didn't really learn how to play it too much when I was a kid. I had a friend, Johnny Palaccio, who uh, his mother made him uh, practice the accordion. I used to sneak in his bedroom through the window and practice on the accordion, and his mother thought it was him when he was go out with his girlfriend. So I'd be in his bedroom practicing a little bit, and uh, you know, his mother thought that Johnny was doing a good job. So <laughs> that was my first uh, experience with it. And then after that, I gave it up until I uh, started working for Garth Hudson of the band, and uh, Garth... I had so many accordions, he left one around the studio, and I started picking it up again and found one in a hawk shop of my own and bought one and started playing it and <clears throat> started picking it up and realized people really like it and what the universal instrument it is because, you know, it is from every different country and every different style. You know, you're Mexican, uh, you know, polkas, you got Irish music, uh, you know, Cajun music. German. German music, um, you know, it just it goes all over, you know, different parts of this country, even different ways of playing it. So it's a great instrument to uh, pick up. Plus, as far as being a keyboard player, I don't have to drag a piano or an organ or a synthesizer. Right, right. It goes right. in one case. You're right. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty easy to go to a gig. Uh, how how about for a, a full out show like the bottom line? What what kind of keyboards do you play? Well, at the bottom line, what uh, what I've been carrying around lately is a uh, Roland A90. Uh, piano synthesizer, which is great. It's got four synths built into one, so it eliminates a lot of rack stuff. And I have a, a Voci module, which is a, a simulator organ mm -hmm. type of module with, with draw bars, like a Hammond organ would have, but it's just a little piece. But I've still been carrying, or Danny's been helping me carry, the uh, 145 Leslie, which is the old wooden cabinet Leslie's that spin. Okay. So I've been using that on the gigs. And this accordion, the... Uh, What's this one? The Bella Barsini? Uh, you can read it. Oh, that's the accordion champion. The accordion yeah. champion. <laughs> this accordion is a great accordion. I got a great electronic setup in it. Uh -huh. Limex, which is a German, German setup with a, it's got about twelve mics built into it. And it's very even and it sounds great. How about the shows? You get a lot of questions from, from fans about the accordion. Well, I used to get more, and lately mm -hmm. now I think people are seeing it more and more. But mm -hmm. I think people are still amazed, um, you know, that it's being used as much as it's used. You know, a lot of people equate it with something <laughs> that does it, something unmusical, which is pretty silly. Right. It got it got a bad name years ago, sort of like the banjo, but actually they're good. They're great instruments, and uh, right. you know, really universal. And if you throw a banjo and an accordion into a dumpster, what do you get? I don't know. Perfect pitch. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of good jokes like right. that. I don't know if that's a good one, but there's a lot. Well, of well, Bela Fleck and the Flecktones, actually, their live CD was recorded on campus here. Oh, yeah. Down oh, at the Quick oh. Center there. Oh, yeah. That's great. So, speaking yeah. of banjos. Speaking of banjos. Yeah. yeah. And you guys have worked with them. Uh, we worked with them this yeah. summer at uh, a couple of uh, the jam band festivals. Right, yeah. And also, Victor Wooten's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They used to work for the band a lot. They opened up a lot of shows for the band. Oh, okay. And uh, Tony Trishka, I don't know if... if oh, yeah, yeah. Tony and I made right. a few CDs together. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was uh, Bella's teacher. Yeah, he's I, fabulous, Tony Trishka. Yeah, yeah Tony yeah. Trishka. Actually, we were talking before about the Gathering of the Vibes in Bridgeport. Mm -hmm. um, have you heard of the group Original P? The, the spinoff of the guy, Original Parliament guys? Yeah. Um, they performed at the Gathering of the Vibes, and it was like a high-energy set and yeah. blew the crowd away. And Tony Trichka had to follow up with the, <laughs> right on the stage next door. For him. And, uh, but he did a great job. Tony's right great. Totally different, but he yeah. sounded right. incredible. No, he's a yeah. great banjo player. Actually, uh, one of the most favorite CDs that I have, I, I, I helped him co-produce and play it on, and it's a great CD. It's called The World Turning. And it's a really good one if you can find right. it. I'm sure it's on Rounder. 
and uh, all your CDs as well as uh, all your other musical uh, collaborators on Woodstock Records are available right now by going to woodstockrecords.com. And uh, you can click on, I'm just going to pull up the website real quick. Right. Uh, all the CD releases up there and uh, the photo gallery. Cindy Lauper, you, you played with, right? Yeah, she yeah, was Cindy on the show a, a few little, shows with us. She not was too long ago. On yeah. your show? Yeah, we did a phone interview. She was on tour with Cher. So. She was yeah. on tour with Cher. I know, yeah. we saw that. Yeah. It was great. Uh, we've played a few shows with Cindy, and I actually made a record with Cindy, uh, a record called Largo. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she was one of the guest stars on Largo. And uh, I'd recorded her and worked a little on that. And there's been a few times she showed up to some of our shows. And, uh, mm-hmm. At the bottom line? At, or, uh, the bottom line. Yeah. And one time we played at uh, Cipriani's, which is a big a big place in New York City, like an industrial show we played, you know, um, some kind of uh, fundraiser. And she was one of the special guests. Okay. And she came in and sat, uh, sat she in She sat us. in together with us. Yeah, and then right, last right. summer I did a, a play with her. I, I was uh, a couple of days, I, I did this play. They were making Largo into a play, and she's one of the stars of the play. So we worked a little bit then, too. And so, I ran into her. She's just, uh, yeah. She's okay. Well, she's, she's been really busy, okay. I guess, with this tour. has been like for a year. And she's still on the road with uh, yeah, Cher? Yeah, with Cher, yeah. Good for her. So That's great. Wow. Playing the big arenas and stuff I like bet. that. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great for her. But um, Professor Louie and the Chromatics have a new CD, and it's highly recommended uh, from the Upper Room, and a lot of uh, different uh, folks have been playing it across the country. And uh, you'll be doing uh, some more radio uh, yes. along the way. Uh, I, don't, I don't mind. You can promote other radio shows. So well, you, you've got a thing going on in Michigan? Well, in Michigan, what, what we do there is uh, another person that's really helped us a lot is <clears throat> a fellow by the name of Mitch Album who was a, a very well-known sports writer there and wrote a book called um, Maury. Tuesdays with Maury. Right, Maury. right. And he's a, he's a very good writer. Yeah, that was about something that happened in his family, right? Well, to one of right. his professors. Okay. And yeah. his professor was slowly dying, I guess, of the Lou Gehrig disease. Mm-hmm. And he went and started hanging out with him and uh, getting a, a view of it. And obviously, Maury was a really smart guy. I read the book. It was great. It was pretty in- an interesting book mm-hmm. about you know the way he approached what was going to happen to him. And Mitch has a show on uh, WJR, which is an AM radio show there that goes out all through the Midwest. And for a while, it was on TV, um, sort of like the Imus show in the morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I think, I don't think it's on TV anymore. Anyway, he he invites us up to play, and you play for three hours on his show. Uh, you do like thirty, forty seconds of pieces in between his. Oh, okay. His commentaries right, right. and things, and uh, he really promotes us. Every, so every time we go to the Midwest, um, we will go do his show. So that's uh, on December 5th? December 5th, December Thursday 5th afternoon, well. before the show on Thursday night, before we play a gig Thursday right. night. And, and this entire interview will be re-aired on, on another uh, outlet I've got, uh, so that'll be three days, three nights. Is it on an internet outlet? Internet outlet, internet. yeah. So you can uh, send me an email at eastwestdj at aol.com. And we'll let okay. them know. So, yeah. While you guys are out working, I'll be working on the radio. Doing, <laughs> do my <laughs> thing there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's, you know, so. the internet has been such a great help for all of us. Right. I mean, it really has. I just can't believe that it's happening in a lot of ways. I mean, it gave us, you know, a whole new life. Right. It really has. Yeah, it's, a, it's really something. Yeah. yeah. So, how about uh, you want to go with another live track or you want to go we can. studio um, or well you know i wouldn't mind playing midnight and between midnight and two we'll okay. have to cd at some point uh, if you want to do it now it's great 
All right, I'm not going to argue with the fellow okay. who, whose record it is, and I <laughs> like this one as well. So, okay, uh, we're going to listen to this. This is from Flying High. It's Professor Louis Anachromatics. Between midnight and two, you're in tune to WVOF. Okay, that is music from Professor Louis Anachromatics, and the new CD, Flying High, and uh, it's getting great response um, all across, I guess, the world now. Yeah. yeah. It is. Let the me world turn now. your mics on. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, we you played a lot of uh, on the uh, the record release party and the showcase down in New York yes. City at the bottom line. A yes. lot of the the uh, new material. Yes, we did. And um, you went through. Uh, it was a real special night there. It was. And, it was uh, for us too. How, how was the response all over the place? It's been great. I for, mean, for two shows like that, did you vary up the both shows? Oh I yeah. The second yeah, one. yeah. No, we did. We we repeated a few just because. Um, it made sense to do it, but uh, you know the repertoire is large, being that we got really four CDs out right. with the Levon and Chromatics one, mm-hmm. and uh, we we took a bunch of different tunes from each CD on the second show and played it. The first show we really wanted to play the new CD, and then move on. So so the plans are to be touring a good portion of next year all as the well, time, right? Yeah, yeah all, all, all the, the time. I think doing what we've been doing for the last few years is uh, been working out great. Just making new CDs and uh, playing shows wherever we can and. Not necessarily touring just because we have a new CD out, but to uh, come to every city and every town and play. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that's what I like doing anyway, and most of the guys in the group seem to want to stay around with it for sure. And the band uh, tour- <coughs> touring together uh, in the RV, and Danny at the helm. and Yes. And Danny also filling in uh, on guitar yep. as well. Yep. And uh, WoodstockRecords.com, uh, the website is up there right now. You have a message board as well. Yes, you can leave us messages and we'll get them. And most importantly, support the band, uh, independent label, and they are uh, going out there supported by buying uh, not just Professor Louie and the Chromatics, but uh, you got uh, the catalog all up there, Rick Danko, Garth Hudson, um, also uh, Ernie Williams, right? Ernie Williams is a great blues, great blues fellow. Is everybody centered in the Woodstock area? Well, Ernie lives up uh, in Albany, a little north of Albany, and he's he's about 76 or 77, and he's out there working there just about every night as duos, and Mike plays with his band, and I play with it, and uh, Danny played with him a few times, and uh, Marie sings on his records, and he's just a great guy, right. and he writes really well, and he's a hard, he's really a hard worker. He's incredibly a hard-working uh, blues man out there, and it's an honor, and it's been an honor for all of us to know him and play with him. How about for uh, going back to the band and stuff like that, and the people who have been following the band and stuff like that? Well, uh, that's where I've been most fortunate, right. is that a lot of the band following They've that... They've come along for the ride? Come come yeah. with us, and they... You know, I was with the band from uh, 85 on, touring and not touring with them, but producing the records, and got to have be friends with a lot of their following and a lot of the faithful uh, people that love their music, and they come out to a lot of the shows, mm-hmm. which has been great because that gave us a base to build our own following and they, they do support us a lot especially since there is no more band out there playing and between us and the jimmy weeder band jimmy was the guitarist that replaced robbie he's out there playing and uh you know between the chromatics and the jimmy weeder band uh, that's really about it there's one band in canada that has the feel colin linden um who's a great player and richard bell who's the other keyboard player in the band uh they they have a nice group together and they have the feel right and sound great 
So a lot of the people, same people come to see all three groups. Right. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah it really yeah, is. Once, I mean, real music fans. We, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And once in a while, we'll all do a show together and uh, pack the house and uh, mm-hmm. have a ball. Now, how about as a producer? Uh, you've produced a lot, a lot of different records. Um, yes. Which, what's your strongest point as a producer? Well, you know, um, I, I, I've been fortunate enough where I've liked every record I've produced and every group I've produced because I don't, uh, most of the times when I ask to produce a CD, it is a, the musicians asking me and not the labels, although most of the groups I've produced are on labels, which is good, so they get, they get the record. I hate making records that don't ever see the light of day mm-hmm. and really don't like doing that because you work so hard and it, you put so much of yourself in there. My most favorite group, I mean, besides the band, which was a tremendous honor to work with, but of course it was uh, a lot of pressure, was uh, the Four Men and a Dog from uh, Ireland, which is a great uh, bunch of guys and great music. And uh, actually, Don't Wait Off Flying High was written by one of the members of that group with Levon. And that's a, those are memorable sessions because they came here from Ireland and uh, we lived pretty much together for a month making the two CDs a year apart, and I still play with them when they come over. Did you Ireland. ever play at the Parting Glass in Saratoga with them? Uh, you no. know, I haven't done that one, but I right. did the <laughs> Irish Festival up in Albany this oh, year okay. with them, which right. was like the same same crowd, believe right. me. Right, yeah. <laughs> Packed, like, you know, yeah. the uh, Parting Glass in Saratoga about two weeks ago with Ernie Williams. Oh, know, were you? Yeah. yeah. Didn't they have the roof blown off there one time? Or uh, a place? I remember that. That yeah. might have been before my time. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm sort of new to, the, to that area. Right, right. I played up there for a couple of years, but right. But well, Saratoga is yeah. a nice city, nice town to work in. I don't oh know if yeah, it's a city. Maybe is this village? I don't know. Yeah, we played there yeah. about a month ago and had a great time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and that's why we're going back New Year's Eve. But uh, at a lot of the productions, I would say Four Men and a Dog, and but I've liked all the groups. Mercury Rev. I really enjoyed working with them and Graham Parker, and you know, we enjoyed all of them, making the Largo record, producing a track on that. And the Crickets was an interesting group to produce. I produced the Crickets on a track on the Buddy Holly uh, tribute record that the Crickets put together because it was Buddy Holly and the Crickets, right? And they called me once. They came up from Nashville, and I worked with them for about a week in the studio, and that was pretty interesting because there was a lot of history there. Right. And I got uh, them to mix with Levon and Rick and Garth, and uh, that was pretty wild sessions. It's a lot of work. So, a lot of work finally got done after they drove a lot of some of the other people out, but uh, it was very good. So, so uh, the CD "Flying High" is available right now. Yes, Professor it is. Louis and the Chromatics, and they've been uh, just performing live right here, the WVOF studios on the Upper Room with Joe Kelly. And um, let's see, do you want to get another studio, uh, something off the record? Do you want to play live? We'll play something live, and then okay. we we'll go back to the studio. You know, uh, something I like doing is a tune that Rick Danko taught myself and, and all of us. Um, that's on. Uh, all right, another great live song right here with professor louis and the chromatics on a monday afternoon and uh i want to thank the band for coming down oh here thank you thank joe for having us pleasure it's, it's definitely great. an honor you know i've Fantastic. seen you live and met, met some of you before but you know just to have the band here it's a re- real treat for me thank you yeah no this has been great for us and uh, i want to thank everybody out there supporting the station and uh, please keep it up mm-hmm. definitely yeah. and uh to support professor louis and the chromatics uh you heard um some great live versions from flying high and uh a little flashback there but uh to hear the the uh cd something else and you can go to woodstockrecords.com uh right now and you can order it and uh you can look at the tour schedule it's up there as well and 
and bios on the band and, and really nice yeah. put together site. Who does the site? Uh, the website has been uh, a fellow that started with us. His name is Tom Moretti, and uh, he's been a great webmaster, and um, he really has been doing a great job, and he keeps redesigning the site so it stays fairly fresh and uh, keeps updating it. Marie keeps sending him pictures, and hopefully you'll send right. some pictures into him, and mm-hmm. he stays on top yeah, of it. And yeah. uh, He's really doing a great job for us. So it's nice to have him on board. And you have a nice team of workers. Uh, yes. Of course, we mentioned uh, Alan Marker, who's Alan here, here live today. in the studio. Isn't today? that something to have yeah. record uh, business people show up with? Is, yeah. Uh, and, he is was, and he was getting into the music. Yeah. So, well, yeah. He, that, that's why, you know. <laughs> he's, a, he's not a bottom line guy. He's into the yeah, music. Yeah, he's not a bottom so line. He, he's not the yeah. uh, bean. Somebody said to me a bean counter, which nah. I've still been trying to figure <laughs> right. out. Soybeans or uh, lentil beans. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we all got started in this business because everybody loved the music. And right. I think that's what happens. People start forgetting that and then they get mm-hmm. jaded and it sort of ends up to just be the bottom line people. Right. You know, instead of still loving the music and uh, forgetting about everything else that's going on. Just just a little side note. This has nothing to do with the music, but when I went to see At the Bottom Line, yes. m- my wife and I are, are leaving the club and, and the door people there yeah. ask, ask us, do you know who President Bush's wife's name is? That, that was the, the, the question leaving the bottom line that night. <laughs> That's a true story. These guys were asking us at the door. We were stumped. Well, maybe they wanted to make sure they uh, had an educated uh, audience. Yeah, I, I, you know, but, something uh, like that. Well, yeah. see, Barbara was uh, the, 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 uh, the first. Right, right. That was so, she became so, you know, my mind is blank. Yeah, it's I, not, and it's I not failed Hillary. it. I, told, I thought the guy was joking, but he, they were serious. Uh, Laura. I, it's Laura, Laura, of course. Right, Laura. there you go, yeah. But we know it's not Hillary. <laughs> Danny got it. <laughs> well, Danny's the most educated. Oh, well, the bottom, the oh, bottom right. line, make sure that there's educated audience. <laughs> right. so, you know, he wants to make sure. At the Professor Louis show, you yeah, get yeah, questioned that's right. as, yeah. Yeah. as you leave. It's got to be educational. You guys didn't set that up, right? <laughs> no. no. No, I would definitely not do that. <laughs> right. I'd ask somebody else's wife's name. Right, right. But, th- but that was a real nice night. I, I like that club there. It's yeah. a very good yeah. club, and it's a great place to hear people, and mm-hmm. they're a little tight on how they run it, but it actually it really works very well. Right. You were treated well there, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, everybody was real nice there. And, and uh, they, they really, you know, were there every two months, and most of the time on weekends, and it's jam-packed, and uh, mm-hmm. because he, we wanted to do something for the business community that came out that night. Right. We did it on a weekday, and it was nice he let us do that. Do you, do you play other places in New York, like Bleecker Street? Or, uh, uh, we try to try to stick to just the bottom line right mm-hmm. now because he's been so solid f- for us and with us. Uh, we do right. a few street fairs now and then, and once in a while we'll stray to another place, but I try to stay respectful of his right. territory. Is that like each city you really have to do that? Uh, not or, every yeah. city, but uh, in, in right. New York City it's a small with, – with the premier clubs like BB King's or the bottom line or um, – there's the village on the ground. It's it's best not to cross the fellas' paths and right. uh, you yeah. know try to do the best you can do for them. Mm-hmm. That's and understandable. They're very yeah. loyal people, right? Because you know you build up when you build up a following in New York City. It's one of the hardest cities to uh, crack, and uh, right. you know it's a real honor to do something like that and mm-hmm. have a draw in the, one of the most premier clubs in the world. So for him giving us that opportunity, I really respect his territory. So so we've asked everybody in the room about music and we've been focused on the music how about when you're not playing music what, what do you guys like to do we'll go around the uh, the table here what do you what do you do in your uh your rare free time well uh, I, I like to eat actually <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> that's one of my favorite pastimes eating and uh 
sort of socializing with some some good friends, yeah. you know. I like, I like getting outside, taking like nice long walks and stuff. Because a lot of times we're in the recording studio, we're in these mm-hmm. clubs. You know, you just want to get out in the fresh air once right, in a right. while. <laughs> so as often as possible on a day off, you know, take a nice long walk, go out to have a nice dinner and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just a real relaxing, different right. type of day for us. Yeah, be good. And how about Mike? Mike Dunn. Oh, um, mm-hmm. I really enjoy uh, going hike, hiking and walking and riding my uh, riding my mountain bike. Oh, okay. With my girlfriend and my dog. My dog <laughs> doesn't have a bike, but <laughs> no, not yet, right? <laughs> Hiking with my dog. Should work on that. Yeah. yeah. So, some yeah. more sales of the copies of the good CD. Act. Yeah. 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 I'm a little too old though to teach her. How, how about Danny Sheehan when when he's not uh, helming the uh, the Professor Louie and the Chrome Max RV and, and playing guitar? Well, I have a canoe which I like to use, but unfortunately, I don't get to use it enough. And uh, when I'm out there, I usually throw a fishing pole in her into the water and see what I get. <laughs> and how about Alan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what does Alan Alan like Marker. <laughs> oh, this, this, uh, yeah. Uh-oh. The closet's Uh-oh. opening up. <laughs> For Meltdown, I do a lot of, uh, well, not as much as I'd like, but uh, long-distance running. Okay, um, yeah. Marathons when, when I have the time, but just getting out in, in our mountains where we live and just, just cooling out. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Sounds like a healthy there, yeah. group, but it uh, yeah. doesn't look that way. That's a <laughs> <laughs> All these outdoor activities, that's right? a really we healthy group. We right? don't have that many no, days off. Yeah, that's, that's right. the yeah. problem. We don't have time to do all this Right, stuff right. Too much, but know? the intent I, is there to, yeah, yes. to do all the great things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Professor Louie and the Chromatics, uh, I want to thank them once again. And I'll reintroduce everybody. I guess we'll start my right. Uh, Danny Sheehan, who, uh, when the Professor Louie and the Chromatics band go out on the road, uh, they just wouldn't be able to get to a show the way they do on time and in good fashion. And uh, Danny Sheehan, driving the RV. How, how was it parking at the Acoustic Cafe right on the main street? With the, I should ask Danny. Yeah, you got to RV. <laughs> or even New York. That's I mean, you had a nice spot at the bottom line. I saw that, but yeah, is that tough? I didn't even get a ticket. Oh, no, no ticket? Yeah, ticket. wow. Everybody else behind me did. I guess they gave me a break. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. said don't mess with the big RV. Yeah. Yeah, and th- thanks for coming down and playing the guitar oh, as well, pleasure. Danny. It was a lot of yeah. fun. And uh, Alan Marker, who is a marketing director, publicity guru for Woodstock Records and uh, helping out the band any way possible. Thanks to come down. Nice to meet you, and thanks for the, thanks for the shirt. And Yeah. I, Wow, I'm rounding out the, the Professor Louie and the Chromatics uh, wardrobe. Yeah, the wardrobe. We're working yeah. on the working I, on the I think pants. I have like, yeah, okay. I, I think this pants. is my third T-shirt from you. Good. Yeah. That's good. So well, thanks. every time we put a new one out, we we, we like making that stuff. Yeah, up. and it's the hat great. too. Yeah, yeah. it's Thank real you, nice. Joe. Yeah. You're really helping us and uh, makes my job a hell of a lot easier. Right. Hey, yeah. be glad to help. So we love the music here on uh, WVOF. And thanks to Mike Dunn, who is a... Uh, the backbone to the group, the Chromatics on bass, and today with the uh, the six string acoustic guitar, and got to get that dog a mountain bike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, really appreciate it. So thanks to come down. Thanks for having us. And uh, thanks to Professor Louie, Thank producer, you. keyboardist, vocalist extraordinaire, and uh, he's uh, bringing Woodstock Records to the forefront and, and great family recording atmosphere and. Yeah, thanks thanks to come down and no, it's see you again. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely get together again. And uh, last but not least, Miss Marie Spinoza, 
originally from Brooklyn. Yes, and, and I can say, et piacere mio. The pleasure is mine. Thank you very oh, okay, much. Okay, great, great. Appreciate it. So, so thanks so much. And uh, also, w- quick question about the, about the keyboards. How did you get into playing keys? Oh, I, I started playing um, music when I was very young, played classical piano as a child. But then when I got into singing, I strayed away from playing keyboards for a while, and now I'm coming back and incorporating it a little bit into uh, playing with the group now. So it's a lot of fun for me. It's great. And, and that was nice to see you play that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keyboards yeah. at, at the bottom you. line. Yeah. yeah. Great. So the other members of the band, Gary Burke on yes. drums and percussion, mm-hmm. and uh, Mike Falzanero. Yeah, Mike Falzanero. And uh, on uh, guitar. Yes. And Mike D'Amico. Mike D'Amico. That's pretty as much well. it. That, that's really right. the core group right there. And uh, once in a while, great horn section yes. coming in. Yes. That, that was outstanding. Yeah, that is always yeah. a special treat for all of us. So let's see. We're going to go out with, uh, I'll give you your call. Live or, or something from no, the record? I think from the CD would be nice. Why don't we go out with Last Train Out? Okay. Uh, tribute uh, to uh, Alan Woody, right? Tri- tribute yes. to Alan Woody and one yeah. of my favorite songs off the CD. Let me ask you quickly about the sure. lyrics on here. Yeah. Any insight into to what he wrote about or Well, Michael was uh Michael who wrote the song Falzerano, you know, was with Hot Tuna and they did a lot of shows and actually I I did a bunch of shows too with Warren Haynes um off and on even when Warren was playing solo and we got to be friends with Woody, we all knew him. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just, you know, a big loss to all of us having him, you know, pass right. away like that and uh so I think Michael just uh, came up with the right lyric and put it in the right space and the right time. And, and we, you know, we knew we had a great song there, and I um, really feel great that we recorded it, and I think we got the definitive version of the song. So this is uh, the tribute to the late, great Alan Woody, and it's on Flying High from Professor Louie and the Chromatics, Last Train Out. Thanks again, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, Joe.